Hey everyone, welcome to Transman Perspective, a podcast documenting my experience and thoughts on navigating the world while trans. Today I'm talking about permission and the power of vulnerability. So the reason I want to talk about permission is because that actually has been brought up to me a lot this week, and it's something that I realized too that you know, has always kind of played a big role in my life in one way or another. And, you know, the way that it has played a role in my life has actually changed a lot. And it's something that I'm really grateful for. And it's something that I've really struggled with as well. So I just found it really interesting. And so I kind of wanted to talk about that. So, you know, growing up, you know, I grew up in, you know, my dad, He was kind of tough sometimes. And, you know, permission was a big thing. I felt like I needed permission to be, permission to do things. Um, And I just sought after that a lot with him. And, you know, as I grew up, like, that was just something that was ingrained in me. Like, I, for some reason, like, I just especially with authority figures, like I always just needed permission from other people. And, you know, sometimes even with just like friends or family, like I just, that became a thing that I always needed. So before I was able to explore something new with myself, something new that I wanted to do, there was like that little hidden thing, but you know, in the back of my mind that I was always searching for permission of some kind. And it was kind of just this unspoken thing. And you know, that has changed a lot for me uh, now that I'm older, now that I've gone through a lot of transformation in my life and I'm much more confident in who I am. Um, and not just trans-related, but just as a person who's now in their 30s, right? <laughs> you get to this point where, you're like, you know, if you've gone through your 20s, you've experienced a lot, you've experimented a lot, and now you have hopefully a better understanding of who you are. You know, the older you get, that just kind of progresses and you know, now I'm in a place where I'm not, I'm not really seeking permission anymore. And unknowingly, somehow I have crossed over to this side where unknowingly and without, you know, meaning to do it. And like, I'm not going out here to purposefully do it. Maybe now I'm going to start doing that because now I realize the position that I'm in. But what has happened, especially this last week, is I am giving other people permission to be who they are and to be vulnerable and to share and to really explore, you know, so many different parts of themselves by just being me. And that's fascinating. Like, I didn't realize I had walked into that space because other people have always been that for me. Right. Like I've always looked to other people to unknowingly give me permission because I see someone doing something that I really support, I really love or something that I want to be doing. And I just need to see someone else doing that and owning that and rocking at that to give me permission to start exploring that. Right. So that's either someone doing something in their career or wearing something that I wish I could pull off or just being who they are, coming out, you know, whatever it is, you know, when someone is just themselves and they're out there in the world, they're authentic, they're genuine, they're just existing wholeheartedly who they are, that gives me permission to do the same thing. 
And that has been huge for me in the last several years. And I didn't realize that I had gotten to the point where, you know, I was kind of being this person for someone else. And I've had multiple people in the past few months come up to me and thank me for just being me and, you know, telling me how that's given them permission to do certain things in their lives or to be who they are. And, oh my God, like, I just, you know, it's funny. The brain is such a funny thing, right? And like, you're so used to who you are and what your struggles are and like your journey. And for me, like I've been on this journey for so long of just self-improvement, right? Like I'm always seeking other people um, to look up to, to improve and to work towards and, and never once did I really consider that I could be that person for someone else. And now this is starting to happen more, you know, in this past year for me. And I'm just so grateful and I'm so honored and humbled by that. Like that really means so much to me. And it's validation too for all the time that I've invested in myself and that I've really dedicated to really, you know, taking ownership and taking responsibility for my own life and for my own struggles and faults and, you know, really living the truth, right? Like a lot of people preach about things, but not quite, you know, don't quite live up to those, uh, you know, values that they might be preaching. And that's been a big focus for me. And I want to be as authentic and genuine as possible. And I'm just glad that other people are picking up on that and that it's inspiring them to be, you know, vulnerable as well which actually is the second thing that I really wanted to talk about in this podcast. Um, But before I move on to vulnerability, there's actually someone that I want to, you know, talk about that in the last year, or actually in the last couple of years specifically, you know, gave me a lot of permission in a really specific way. His name is Tim, and he is one of the most special, amazing people that I'm honored to know. And, you know, the beautiful thing about Tim, you know, so quick, you know, just description of Tim is, you know, cisgender white dude who has amazing hair, but that's like for another time, another topic, because I can talk for hours about how gorgeous his hair is. But, you know, the thing that I love so much about Tim is that he redefined masculinity for me. You know, when I was going into my transition, I was so focused on transitioning and what it means to be a man. And I immediately went into this space where it's just very generalized and I assigned like all the typical masculine traits right of you know those those became my goals like right when I started transition because the most important thing to me at that time was to be able to quote unquote pass as the gender identify with so you know switching from you know transitioning from female to male I just wanted people to read me as male. So I felt like I had to like be super masculine because that would somehow help in people seeing it, just, just seeing me as a man, you know, that was more important than just being who I was. But, you know, when I was starting, like, I didn't know who I was at all. Right. Like you're creating that 
part of yourself when you're going through a transition like that. Like you don't quite know who you're going to become yet. It's, it's a big field where you're just exploring, right? But in the very beginning, you know, it was so, I got so lost in just the, you know, what does masculinity mean? What does it mean to be a man? I have to be, you know, macho. I have to like talk deeper and I have to, you know, be, uh, I don't, you know, now I'm trying to think back of like what that was, right? But like, you know, be stoic and be silent, strong type, and talk deeper, and and uh, you know, move around in a much more masculine way, uh, and be very careful to not do super feminine things, like skip down the road or say things like, "Oh, that's really cute," because men don't say that, right? So just like very masculine traits, avoid all femininity. And that's just what I was aiming for. And, you know, I kind of got lost in that a little bit. And I, you know, shooted too far over to the masculine side for a bit. And then I got to a point where I was trying to find a balance, right? Like where, where exactly do I fall in that spectrum of femininity and masculinity? Because I don't want to lose all the femininity. Um, that's something that I think, you know, you know, both genders should embrace both sides of that. And Tim, for me, was a beautiful balance and example of redefining what masculinity meant because he was so, so comfortable in both of those sides, you know, like he was masculine, but he also is feminine and he found a beautiful balance that, you know, seeing him just be him and how he reacted to things, like, you know, like, I don't know. So, you know, standard cis man, he's already masculine in his own way, like in his own right, just by being a cisgender white man. And, but he was never afraid to be vulnerable and to share what he thought about things. And he would call things cute all the time. And I remember like the beginning, like that blew my mind because that's something that I had immediately deemed as like, okay, never say things are cute. Like that's not a manly thing to say, you know, avoid things like that because then people might think you're gay or like, you know, you just go through all these doubts and like you put too much thought into what other people are going to think. And Tim, he never cared about that. He just owned it. And he's like, man, that cat is really cute. <laughs> right. And it's just, it was beautiful to me. Like it just broke my brain in a great way. And, you know, just seeing him be him and he never once doubted, you know, how, or he never cared about how other people might see that. And that called out to me a lot. And I needed to see that example in my life and to see what that looked like in order for me to be able to adopt that and to be like that too in my own way, but know that it's okay. You know, because I grew up as someone who was always looking for permission and, you know, I didn't need him to tell me like, Cohen, you specifically, I give you permission to be feminine and masculine and, you know, redefine masculinity. Like this is you now. Um, but just him existing, that was enough to give me all the permission I needed to just be me. So you know, last year I moved from Portland, Oregon, uh, to Austin, Texas. And, you know, before I moved, I remember sitting with him and just telling him and expressing like 
my gratitude for him giving me this amazing gift and, you know, which is just the permission (laughs) to be however I want to be. And, you know, however I show up in life, like that's okay. And there's no right or wrong way to be a man. And, you know, a lot of the type of man that I am today, you know, a big part of that is Tim, because I think he's a beautiful, wonderful example of what it's like to be a man and to move away from the toxic masculinity and to just be this wonderful new version, you know, that is also feminist, you know, and also, you know, just supportive of everyone. And he's just such a great example of that. Um, so shout out to Tim for helping create who I am today. Um, so yeah, I just want to take a moment to recognize Tim (laughs) and to talk about permission and, you know, to encourage people to like, to just, you know, if there's one message in my podcast that I try to get out to people is, you know, just embrace who you are. Like you are who you are and that's enough and that's beautiful. And there's not going to be anyone else like you. So just own that, be you. And that's okay. Like that's beautiful. So yeah, I mean, that's my thought on permission. I kind of wanted to just take some time to really talk about that and talk about that theme in my life and, you know, talk about that transition that just happened this year unknowingly of like being the person who constantly is seeking permission and needing permission to be who I am to now being someone who is giving permission to other people to be who they are. Like that's so beautiful. And I'm so honored that people see that and get that from me. So So thank you to those who shared that with me. And that's just my only goal in life now. Like I've recognized that that's just so important to me. Like this, it's who I am. And actually I had someone ask me, so I'm, you know, for the, for those who kind of know me, you kind of already see this and you know this, but like, you know, in a way I'm a vulnerability junkie. Like I'm vulnerable all the time and I'm very comfortable in that space. I love being in that space and that's how I connect with people And, you know, I talk about that a lot and I had someone ask me like, hey, but do you do that all the time? Like just even with strangers, like I don't, you know, you don't do that with everyone, right? Like you just do that with friends. And I had told this person, I'm like, no, I'm actually like this with everyone. Like, you know, I don't immediately go into like deep conversations, like as soon as I meet someone new, right? But like, I have no problem. Like once there's like you know, part in the conversation where I can share something personal or there's something relevant that I can talk about that, you know, some people might hesitate to share with someone else for various reasons. Like I just dive right into that and I just open up to someone and, you know, I don't expect anything back. I don't need someone to like immediately meet me at that level, but like, that's just my new comfortable. And I'm, you know, I'm always seeking ways to connect with someone And if I share something personal and someone's just like, oh, cool, like me too. Or like, hey, thanks for sharing that because now I know you a little bit better. Like, that's fine. But, you know, what happens most of the time is I'll share something and it makes someone pause and they're like, wow, you know, thanks for sharing that. Or, hey, I identify with that personally. Or, hey, I have a friend or family 
you know, who went through this thing and this reminds me of that. Like, thank you for sharing that. Or I didn't think of it that way. Or there's something, there's always something that someone can relate to or learn about or be appreciative. And it's just really, you know, helpful when you're that level of authentic and open and genuine, right? People are attracted to that and that's just human nature, right? Like people want to feel accepted and loved and close to other people. We seek and need human connection and human, you know, being close, you know, creating close bonds with people. That's just how humans are. And when you're vulnerable and you open yourself up that way, you know, it makes other people feel less alone. And that's just what's going to happen every single time. Like there's not vulnerability, you know, Brene Brown, I was watching a, a video recently and she's like, you know, she explained it as vulnerability is the most accurate measurement of courage. And that's true. Like, and I think there's like a stigma out there that vulnerability is weakness that, you know, vulnerability is feminine, which is less than, which is weak, which is, you know, which is insane because it is a strength. And now I see it that way. And now I really understand that. And, you know, when other people are vulnerable, that I'm immediately attracted to them. I'm like, oh, I want to get to know this person. Like, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for showing me who you are. And I already feel connected to you. Right. And when I do that, that's the result I get with other people too. People feel safe around me. People feel like they can share with me. People feel like, you know, oftentimes what happens too is that other people will feel validated for being who they are, for their experiences, for, you know, because something that I share, other people will always be able to relate to it at some level because the human experience, you know, there, there's variations of it, but like at a fundamental level, I find that, you know, for the most part, the human experience is very similar, right? People have struggles. People are, you know, have happiness and joy and excitement and fear and anger and jealousy and, you know, like all these emotions, we all feel them. We all go through them in our own way, in our own experiences, but we all have that. And each story contains, you know, those same fundamental things that everyone can relate to. So I'm a big fan of sharing and being open and vulnerable with other people because great things always happen afterwards. Every single time. There hasn't been a moment where I'm genuinely vulnerable and I get a bad reaction to it or um, or it ends up being like some awful thing. Like it never happens. I always get something out of it. Someone always comes and talks to me and I form some kind of, you know, even if it's not long lasting, even if this is someone who's going to be a stranger, um, I have this, you know, you just have this small moment of connection with someone and even just that. Even if it never happens again, you never see this person again, that in itself is so beautiful and I value it so much. And, the, you know, this is what I do with other people just in my life, like who come and go and who show up in my life however they show up. 
you know, the, the thing that I can do for other people is that I can guarantee to be myself, to be authentic and to share, um, and just be real, right? Like, I feel like that's something that I want to give to people without expecting anything back. But I think it's something beautiful that you can do for someone else, you know, especially a stranger. Like, you know, I meet someone, they're a stranger, and, you know, what a beautiful thing to just immediately be a safe space for that person and to share with that person and to invite them and encourage them to do the same with you and to see what beautiful thing might happen there, right? Like, might have an amazing conversation. We might connect. We might, you know, they might share something that's super insightful that might be something that I really needed to hear or vice versa and just be human together, right? Like that, sometimes that's just enough and that's beautiful and yeah. So anyway, yeah, <laughs> kind of went into that a little bit, but you know, those were kind of the two things that I really wanted to talk about in this podcast this week. It's been coming up a lot for me. Um, this past week is just permission and vulnerability. I thought it was really important. It's something that, especially the permission side of things that, you know, comes up a lot for trans people, I feel like, you know, and when they're starting transition is they're constantly looking for permission from other people, you know, to gauge whether they're passing or not, whether they're going to be accepted or not, permission from people to just exist in the world. Like, it's such a huge thing um, for the transgender community. So I just want to touch a little bit on that. And then vulnerability, too, that, you know, for me in my transition, vulnerability has helped me out a lot. I feel like, you know, a big portion of my success of having a good transition and having that be overall a really good experience is because I was willing to be really vulnerable and to tell people, you know, reach out to people when I was struggling and, you know, talk to people about things that I was unsure of, that I didn't know how to navigate, that I didn't, you know, I didn't even have answers to. I didn't know how to begin. Like when you start transition, it's such a huge, overwhelming thing that you're about to do. There's so many levels of complexity that exists when you go into it right like you go into it you have all the medical stuff that you need to figure out it's like the hormones that you're going to be taking like there's physical stuff that's going to start happening and how to navigate the physical things and on top of that how to navigate like the social transition and navigating like your friendships and relationships and you know work stuff and how to transition at work and how to transition in life and how to just exist how to start expressing yourself how to play around with like how you look and hairstyles and fashion and how you talk and you know how you move your body and you know go then going from you know, all that physical stuff to emotional stuff, you know, like what are, how are you like emotionally? What's going on with you, with your feelings, with, you know, how are you processing all these changes and, 
you know, how your relationships are changing all around you. Like, how are you handling all of that? How are you handling finding that balance between femininity and masculinity? Like, there's just so much that's going on. And vulnerability made that all okay. It made it manageable and made it to where I can be okay with the fact that, yeah, there is a lot going on. I don't have answers to some questions. I don't know what this is going to look like in the future. I don't know a lot of these things, and that's okay. And I can share that with other people. And even if they don't have answers for me, it's okay. And I feel better because I'm talking about it because someone else knows about this now or because someone, you know, sometimes actually someone might have answers for me that I don't have and so that helps too right but you're never gonna find out what's on the other side of that and how you can benefit unless you are that and you embrace that vulnerability and you ask for help and you do start those conversations like people are always gonna meet you there like people want to help I do believe that like I I believe in a fundamental level people want to do good people want to support other people and help them out in however they can but you know, they're not going to be able to do that if they don't know that someone needs that. And the only way for them to know that someone needs that is if that person's vulnerable enough and courageous enough to say that they need help, right? Or even if you don't know how to ask for help to just talk about things and that leads to a conversation that leads to you know, uncovering emotions and where you're at and you figure out what you need by just talking about it. So, you know, that's a big thing for me. I'm a big advocate for that. And this episode, I want, you know, whoever's listening to this, whoever is without, you know, either without realizing it or being super conscious about it if you need permission and you're looking for permission you're seeking permission to be vulnerable to you know be that person who asks for help I'm giving you permission right now I give you full permission to be exactly who you are I give you permission to be vulnerable I give you permission to just be you and to show up in the world however you do and have that be okay you have full permission to do that, full permission to, you know, explore and figure out who you are if you don't know who you are. You have permission for all of that, and all of that is okay, and it's beautiful, and I encourage you to share it with as many people as you can, and go off and, you know, explore those connections. So, you know, my challenge, so if anyone's made it this far in this podcast, you know, I give you a challenge to go out sometime this upcoming week and practice being vulnerable with someone else. Extra points if you do it with a stranger. And super extra points if you take my challenge, be vulnerable with a stranger, and if you're willing to share that with me, you can either send me a message if you know me, um... Or you can email it in at transmanperspective at gmail.com. Even if I don't know you, I would love to hear what happens for you and how that experience is. I would just love to hear about that. I'm always loving to uh, talk about that with anybody. So 
anyway, I have talked enough about this. Um, I love this topic. I can go on forever, but I'll go ahead and cut it here. So thank you for anyone who's listened this far. Um, you know, so if you do have topics or questions, uh, please feel free to shoot those over to me. You can email them to me however you'd like, and I'll go ahead and cover those in future episodes. But thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you find that we are much more alike than we are different. Much love, and remember to always be kind.